0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Okay, so downs. All right, let's start with, let's start with Grizzly because I think there's the, the other one's probably going to take a little bit more time. Scott, why don't you, why don't you take, take the lead here?
2: Yeah. Just think Matt Grizzly continues to not really play up to the level that we've seen him play at before. Um, You know, and and short, not having McAvoy the last two games doesn't help. That's obviously his usual partner. Um, You know, Jim Montgomery has been asked a couple of times. I know I asked him, and then a couple of days later, someone else asked him just like, what have you thought of Grizzly's play since he came back from injury? he People remember like he was on IR and came back for the Rangers game down in New York that Saturday, right after Thanksgiving. And I feel like he hasn't played all that well since returning Montgomery keeps saying like, he's getting better each game, at least publicly Montgomery seems happy with his play. He highlighted, you know, Grizzly's ability to go to quickly transition from defense to offense and vice versa. He doesn't get caught in between like some other players do. And that's fine. I just see, I see someone who's spent too much time in his own zone, who hasn't ended plays as quickly as we usually see. Usually that's a real strength of his is like his footwork and stick work so good that he forces turnovers and gets going the other way. Um, And then offensively, I don't think he's really been all that involved and with with Grizz like his offensive involvement doesn't it doesn't just have to be points because he's never put up a lot of points but it's it's activating the offensive zone being part of um you know being being part of a good cycle making good passes and that's not just a him problem because that takes that takes all five guys on the ice contributing to get that cycle going but I also think like when he's had a chance to be involved offensively um, he just hasn't been as much as we've seen in the past.
3: Yeah. And I don't have, it. it's funny. Cause we've gone we went over this before we started and some of these we disagree on, um, this one, I do agree with you, Scott, but I just, I don't have as many criticisms of him. I think he's been quiet, but I don't think he's been bad. I think he's, we know what he can do. We know that he can get involved more in offense. and He hasn't. Um, but I also wouldn't say like he's been terrible since he came back from injury. He's just not a hundred percent looking like himself offensively. So um, I know Brian, Brian's going to face at me right now. Oh no, no, um, sorry, I,
1: it's not at you. I was I was reading something.
3: But I think that this next one is the one that's more contentious um, one, because actually, we disagree. First, first,
1: sorry, Bridget, just
2: one one last thing in Grizzly because I just happened to to look this up. he's he's one of only two Bruins defensemen who's a minus at five on five this year. And the other is Mason Laura, who's a minus six, but Grizzly's a minus two and even like expected goals. He's under 50%. And usually Grizzly's is like an analytics darling. So right. Yeah, that's true. To kind of further highlight what I'm thinking. That
3: Grizzly Carlo pair used to have incredible analytics when they were together. Is that two years ago or last year? Um, I remember you always bringing up their how how good they were with the advanced stats. Um,
2: well, Gr- Grizzly McAvoy even more so. I mean, that they yeah. were like
1: usually so one of the best. The fa- Bridget, the face I was making was like, I I was just looking at it. I didn't realize it was, I knew it was low. I, he's got one point in 17 games, Grizzly.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I know he's a defenseman, but I mean, sometimes, look, I, I know there's a lot of analytics that go into player performances and not just the, like, the, the main stat line. I get it. Sometimes the main stat line does kind of tell you a lot what you need to know. Um, one point in 17 games minus one. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Bridget, you can you can definitely. Sorry. One. Sorry.
2: sorry, but yeah, before we get to our final subject here, uh, while we were recording, Jacob zaborro cleared waivers, so no one no one claimed him. Poor kid. So man. unfortunately for him, he's going to remain stuck in Providence.
1: I feel like he's Donkey and Shrek. I'm all alone with no one to <laughs> claim me. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, that sucks. Imagine like being like, "Yo, can you guys wave me?" Because like I kind of want to chance somewhere else. And the Bruins being like, "Sure," because we know no one's going to no take you. And then no one takes you. It's like, Oof. Yeah. my god. Yeah.
3: No, that that one hurts. That that one hurts if you're him.
1: How's that 2015 draft looking? I mean, I'm not I'm not one of those people to really harp on it because like so much time has.
3: Yes, past. you are. No. <laughs> no Speaking no, of no,
1: no, no, it's been a while since I brought up Zach. Yeah, back when people were trying to make Zach Sennishin happen and he, and he sucked. It's like, stop trying to convince me Zach Sennishin is going to be anything or Zaboro. Like, you know, whatever. But yeah, speaking of, Scott. stop
3: trying to make fetch happen, okay? Speaking um, of.
1: Speaking of that, speaking of that draft.
3: draft, though, our next person on on the up or down mm-hmm. list is Jake Debresque. Jake. And Brian and Scott DeBresque. have polar opposite views on how he's played the last few games. I'm kind of in the middle. So let's go. Let's go to Brian with the down first.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I just want to clarify two things real quick. Number one, you guys will at least back me when I say I typically only harp on somebody. If I think that there's a lot more there um, because they're capable of more. And also this is more of a macro perspective on him. Not necessarily the last couple of games. So what I'll say about DeBrusque is this, and I know it's been talked about before, so I'm going to keep it brief and let Scott do his thing. Um, but Jake DeBrusque. On, where where, where, where where'd, where'd Jake go? Where is he? All right, so, oh, boy. 26 games, four goals in 26 games. Seven assists, 11 points, plus six. Okay. Um, on the year, DeBrusque has 58 shots, which is a 6.9... Go ahead, Scott. You can say nice. Uh, shooting percentage. So he has the third most shots in the team. Okay, that's that, that's what I'm trying to illustrate. He has the third most shots in the team, and he just has a really bad shooting percentage. So one can make the argument against me. Like, he's got third third most shots in the team. He's got bad luck. He is creating, it's bound to happen at some point. And I'm here to say, like, fine, I'm not gonna argue that anymore. I'm not gonna argue. Like, he's making things happen, you know, the the, the, the chances are are there, like, whatever, fine. Um, what I can tell you is that he's, like, you watch somebody last night, like Morgan Geeky, and it jumps off the page. Every shift, he's giving it his all. And there have been shifts this year where DeBrusque is getting his nose in there. It's not enough. And he's, and for, have you guys ever heard the band, The Record Company? No,
2: I've heard of them. I can. they have a,
1: they have a song um, called make it happen. And that's the point I'm at with DeBrusque. Like, I don't care what anybody tells me anymore. I don't, I don't care. And so I'm not trying to do a mic drop on Scott before he goes. Like I'm at the point now where it's like, just, just make it happen. Like start scoring because that's what you're being paid to do. And that's what your team needs of you. And people can tell me till they're blue in the face, Brian, look at this, 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 and this, it would tell you, it would suggest to you, it's going to happen. What I'm, what my response is, is I don't care. Make it happen because until then, what do you want me to do with this? Like you do, everybody has a job to do. Scott, if you're like, you're, you're paid to, to run digital and, and at, at EEI and do a lot more over, overseeing and you write articles. And it's like, you know, if, Like if it'd be one thing if I watched a brusque and said, man, this, this kid's just, he's busting his balls. Sorry, Bridget. He's busting his ass every, every time he's out there, he's just snake bitten. But Scott, that'd be one thing, but Scott, you can't honestly tell me that's the case. It's just not, it's, it's here and there. It's not a lot. And he just has to make it happen. And until then, he's just going to be underwhelming to me.
2: All right, Brian. Look at this. <laughs> um, no, look. Obviously, DeBrusque has more to give. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you he's been awesome, and no one should worry about anything. Like, what? Yes, his shooting percentage is very low, and part of that is bad luck, and I think it will come up naturally. He also does need to shoot more. Last year, he was just under three shots on goal per game. This year, he's just over two, so basically taking one fewer shot per game on on goal. His, his number of attempts are like more in line, but he's had some miss the net, more blocked. Um, part of that is he's, you know, until Wednesday night, still not on the first power play unit, obviously, just by the nature of being on a top power play unit, you're going to get more chances, and he did last year, and Um, You know, it's basically playing half as much power play time this year. So that's a factor too. My Why I'm just not worried about Dabrowski really is I just still think he's making more good things happen than bad. And I thought he played pretty well Wednesday night. He set up two golden opportunities for Pasternak. If one of those goes in where we're talking about the Bruins winning two to one, and Debrusque setting up one of the goals. Instead, you know, Pasanaku's a great finisher. Didn't bury either of those chances. Um, you know, I'll keep them, com- like, I can do this. I can do this with fancy stats or just normal stats. But
3: Brian fancy- specifically told you to not do that. He said, don't say this, this, this. Well, and this. guess what, Brian? <laughs>
2: Brian, Brian's not my dad, and he can't control
1: me. <laughs> oh, Scott, Scott, <laughs> Scott. Scott, Scott. Uh, no, no, Scott can read them all off because honestly, this is not just for he and I to discuss. This is for the listeners and everything. Um, my 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 response is gonna be, do it. Not almost, but it's not just for me. So,
2: okay. So expected goals four percentage at five on five, and for I've used this stat before, but for people who don't know, this is. Basically, percentage of scoring chances when you're on the ice. Like, What percentage of goals would your team be expected to score based on the chances that you're getting and giving up? Jake DeBruska is at 56.1% this year. The only Bruin better than him is James Van Riemsdyk. Actual goals, the non-fancy stat, just actual pucks in the net at both ends of the ice. DeBruska, at 5-on-5, five five, has been on the ice for... 16 Bruins goals, seven opponent goals, plus nine. Best mark among forwards. Only Brendan Carlo and Hampus Lindholm are better on the whole team. So they are pretty decisively outscoring opponents when he's on the ice and getting more scoring chances than they're giving up when he's on the ice. And I think his play is part of that. I don't think he's just a passenger who happens to be stuck with really good players. Um, I think he. His defensive game has come a long way in, in a couple of years, obviously playing online with Bergeron and Marchand helped with that. But I think he's taken those habits, even being away from them now. Um, and I think he has helped create chances. He has not finished enough himself, not at all. Um, he does have to score more because he's getting paid to do that. And the Bruins need him to do that. But I've said it before. I would be a lot more concerned about DeBrusque if other good things weren't happening when he's on the ice. As long as those other good things are happening, I'm not super concerned. And I think he will start putting up points at some point. Uh, I think, I think he's looked good on the line with Pasternak. I think they've played off each other pretty well, whether it's been Zaka or Geeky in the middle. So I would give that a little longer look and hope that playing with Pasternak gets him going more on the score sheet.
3: That was like watching Scott open up gifts like a kid on Christmas. Getting to use his advanced analytics to prove his point is like that. Yeah, I was smiling because I was like, "This is Scotts in his in his glory right now." Oh
1: well, (laughs) I mean, DeBrusque's DeBrusque's agent must be. So excited for contract negotiations this year with teams. Well, oh, you guys should see his uh, his expected goals per when he's out there, and that's going to go a long way to get him a, a <laughs> contract next year with somebody.
3: Can, can I just quickly give mine because I'm not as like one way or the other. Um, mine because Brian gave his in the form of a song title. I'm going to do that too. So I'm going to go with the weekend. I feel it coming. Uh, Cause I feel like the goals are coming. So, um, <laughs> so that's, that's where I am. I, I think Scott's stats, as you just heard, kind of bear that out. Um, I don't think he's been not trying, you know, you know what I mean? Like he's been trying, I've seen him working hard um, on the shifts. At least that's what my eyes are telling me when he's out there. He's not, he's not being lazy. Um, maybe he's not working the same as a Geeky or a Heinen, he's probably a little bit more comfortable, um, and those guys are on the outside, and so those guys need to play like that. I'm not saying he doesn't, but there's a reason why there's a little bit more fire, and also that's more Geeky's game. That's more Heinen's game than it is DeBrus' game. So I feel it coming. Uh, I think that well, it's <laughs> it's right there, and for his sake, he really does need to to just put some more points up put some more goals up so that people who don't go through the advanced analytics, like Scott just did um, can stop freaking out about it. So I guess I fall a little bit more on Scott's side than, than Brian's side, but.
1: Well, I mean, I also feel like, like it's probably due to happen soon too, which is kind of why I want to have this conversation now before it's a moot point. But um, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, like for me, he, he, he's not in a position to be comfortable, comfortable. Like he should be pushing a needle and like pushing the pace because not just because he's a professional, but because like if you're in a slump and this has been a season long slump, make no mistake about it. So, I mean, like, I just think there's a nose to the nose for the net that I just haven't seen Bridget. Sorry about that glare. Um, there's a note, there's a nose for the net that I haven't really seen much out of them. Um,
2: Chris,
1: so, I just got a nose for sunlight. <laughs> um, I'm curious.
3: Like, I'm literally, like, if I lean forward, I'm, you can't even see my face. I'm just blinded, so I'm going to just lean back.
0: Um, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: I'm curious. May, look, maybe he's not the player I thought he was. Maybe he. Maybe my, my expectations for him are too high. Um, I thought when he was younger, he was somebody who went hard to the net, had good hands, uh, and 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 had a good work ethic. I mean, when he was a rookie uh, in his sophomore season, like I never really complained about his work ethic ever. Actually, it wasn't until the COVID stuff with the bubble where people started to notice he went in these long slumps, and then the Bruce Cassidy stuff happened. And since then, and then he requested the trade. So the first couple of years, I I love the player, and believe me, like I know it sounds like I'm shitting on him. I want him to succeed. I want him to play well. Like I I actually think he's like a he seems like a good person and a funny personality. Um like I want him to do well. But it just seems like it outside of the stretch with Marsh and Bergeron it's just been not living up to his expectations as a as a point producer and I'm curious Scott um are there any um Well first of all I'll, two two questions. Do you find that he's using his speed and challenging inside ice as much as he should. And then my second question is, are there any stats about 50-50 battle percentages? Probably not. That's probably way too tough to 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 um to to figure out. But I feel like his bat his, his 50-50 battles, he's coming up short on most of them. And maybe I'm just being unfair, but that's what it seems like when I watch him.
2: Yeah, we know that they the Bruins track it internally, but there's not any public data on, on 50, 50 battles. Um, I I do. I'm going to take a guess that DeBrus might not be grading out great because we know Montgomery places a lot of stock in that. And when Montgomery is asked about DeBrus, he'll say like, yeah, he's doing a lot of things that help us win, but some of his details and habits are slipping because he's not scoring. And that's kind of what happens with all scores when they're not scoring. you know, to me, like, that could be one of the things he's talking about. Is like, maybe he's not winning as many battles or whatever. Um, You know, I will say, like, for the sake of fairness, because you can often make, you know, you can sort of pick and choose advanced stats. I'll highlight two that, like, clearly have to be better, that are clearly off when I just look at it. Last year, so this is just five on five. So this is taking the power play situation out of it. Last year, he had 10.1 shots on goal per 60 minutes at five on five. This year, 8.2. So that's a pretty significant drop off. Basically two full shots per 60 minutes. Another one, high danger chances, individual high danger chances. Last year, he had 5.94 per 60 minutes. This year, 4.56. Again, like, that's a pretty sizable drop. And I think, Brian, you asked about, like, getting to inside ice, and, you know, I think that's a pretty clear indication that, like, he's not there as much. One, he's not shooting as much in general. Two, he's not shooting as much from high-danger areas right around the net. And, like, the the one stretch he had where he had goals in back-to-back games, how did he score both of them? Right at the net, like, driving to the net to burying his own rebounds, like... Mm -hmm. You, you you see it and you see him get rewarded when he does it and it, yeah that that's not happening enough so and
1: yeah and it's 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 obvious to everybody and jake like that's that's where he's successful and and what annoys me about him is that like those are the hardest goals to get and it's like he just refuses to do it and it's like, it, you know that's where you make your bread and butter but you refuse to do it because it's hard to do 82 games and it's like and that's what bothers me about him it's like I know, look, a lot of the, a lot of the analytics that you, that you talk about Scott, like a lot of that can, can, can be um, not fluffed up, but a lot of that can happen because of structure and positioning. And like, I do think he, he's a smart player. Like he gets positioning, he gets X's and O's, he knows where to be. He's and, and he's like, yeah, defensively, he's not a liability. And, and so a lot of those numbers will be, will, will be in his favor, but, Like when I watch him play, the two areas that jump out to me were if he did this consistently, I wouldn't you wouldn't even hear me talk about him not scoring is what I said. Like when I watch him on the boards, he loses a lot of battles. And that comes down to effort. That's one man outworking another man. And then when his game is speed, like he's not using his speed to drive to the net and challenge defenders if he does those things and isn't scoring, you won't hear a peep out of me. But those are just two things that jump off the page to me. And it's like, this kid is capable of both of those things, but he refuses to do it consistently. And if he did, I don't even think he would have these point slumps because he'd be doing the right things all, all the time. Um, And I know players can have games off and here and there, but you know, it seems like his games on are the anomaly, like, his best game in my one of his best games this year was in Detroit. He had a goal and an assist and he also had five shots on goal, which was his season high for shots on goal in a game like no no surprise there. he was engaged um so anyway, like I don't hate the player. I know he does a lot of things that don't hurt the team, but he just has so much he has so much potential and I just think a lot of it can be corrected by just being a little bit more hard nosed and that's where it, that's what it comes down to for me.
3: Was that our last? down i think i think it was
2: yeah
1: i think i think we, we made sure to
2: save that for last because
3: yeah because we, we knew it was going to be a debate and also like i literally can't escape the sun at this point i know am like if people are watching this i'm like literally shrunken into like a corner of my um screen because this is what's going on so um yeah i think we timed out <laughs> yeah. i mean
1: like, i i feel i'm not gonna lie i feel bad because like i don't I don't dislike Jake DeBrusque. Like, if anybody listening is a big Jake DeBrus fan, or hell, if Jake DeBrusque himself is listening, thanks for listening, Jake. Like, <laughs> I I honestly
2: he always, he always listens. Probably.
1: I honestly say this like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bag on your favorite player. Like, I honestly it's because you don't hear me talking about Jacob Blaik not scoring or Oscar Steen. Like, you know, it's I'm pretty consistent. Like, if if I think somebody's capable of something, and I just and I see it's not because of a lack of skill that they're not doing what they need to do. I'm going to harp on it until I notice something change. And like I said, if I see him busting his ass and driving to the net and outworking guys on the boards and getting his, getting his, you know, getting himself in the, in the fight a little bit more and he's not scoring, I won't say a thing. Um, but until then he might still be a down for me. Uh, any final uh, takeaways from you two?
2: No, I don't think so. Okay. Nope.
1: So what do we have coming up here for the Bruins on Saturday? They have um, well, first
2: Friday, Friday. They, Fr- they go back to back Friday Saturday.
1: Yeah, they, they, the Islanders and the Rangers, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, with travel back to Boston though, not it's not just you hmm. know two New York games, but
1: hmm. and um, was is there did, was there any clarity on Pavel Zaka's injury that he sustained? But what it was.
2: No, I, I still haven't seen anything like anyone who's been able to pinpoint what exactly it was.
1: Hmm. Okay. And then the timeline on McAvoy and Zaka are still T B D, right? They're not yeah, a,
2: that they're still considered day to day. Bruins are Bruins are off Thursday, so the earliest we get anything would be Friday's morning skate for from, you know, whichever reporters are on Long Island for that game um also one other note saturday is another eras night and it's the the lunch pail ac which was the you know basically the the post bobby Orr group um that you know made two stanley cup finals in the late 70s did not win lost both to the canadians famous uh too many men in the ice game was was that era um but i know like that those teams are you know for people a little older than us like a real fan favorite just the, the the way that they played um some of the personalities on that team like you know led led by Terry O'Reilly but um stars like like Brad Park and Rick Middleton so mm-hmm. that that should be cool seeing a,
1: a bunch of those guys what what is that stand what what was that nickname the lunch pill ac
2: yeah so i think it was just uh just based on like their hard work you know like Take, taking the lunch pail to work um mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if don cherry coined it or if someone like coined it for him but um yeah
1: okay looking forward to that all right well i assume the two of you are all set so thank you all for listening and enjoy your weekend we'll talk to you very soon